1: Welcome back to This Broadcast Belongs to Them. How are you, Greg? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. You're wearing the same clothes we you wore in the
2: last episode. Yep, and you're in the dining room again. Amazing.
1: Well, I got kicked out of the other room, so...
2: <laughs> yes, there's currently a wailing banshee in there.
1: <laughs> no, what happened is uh, somebody ran into my green screen. So now ah. it's, it's completely ruined. So I, I, I don't have my regular backdrop. This is actually what the background looks like. Cool. Very <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ve- very bland. Very bland. This doesn't look like a dying room at all. Uh, anyway. Well let's get back into uh Melissa, uh Merciful Facing Melissa, and let's go to side two. What do you think?
2: Sounds good to me. Or Sounds side me. B if you will. Side
1: B, yes, that's right. If you're if you're listening to this on vinyl, which I do have right here. Vinyl. This is the uh, Megaforce release. So this this is the one that has the weird uh, vocal thing at the end of Melissa, which we'll talk a little bit about. But uh, I was I love I the uh, the pictures on the bottom, especially King being in the, the cross.
2: Yeah, so, me too.
1: I love that. But uh, even, like, the design on this artwork on the, the back cover, it's like, you know, with the red lining, I don't know, it just looks cool to me. It's very well laid out, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this has inner sleeve. No, I don't I'll have nothing. Just have the vinyl. No lyric sheets. Oops, never said. As more shit falls on the ground. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that happens at Red Sound Review. Things just fall. No, apparently. Alright, we'll put that back over there. That made a lot of noise. Alright, great. Uh, Alright. Track number five. Black, Black Funeral. funeral. Yes. It's a Black Funeral. Wow, this song's only two minutes and fifty-seven and 50 seconds long. Wow, I didn't know it was that short.
2: Yeah, I think it might actually be the shortest song.
1: Yeah, that isn't like an intro or something. Yeah. yeah. No, well, that's interesting. I, it doesn't uh, seem that short. But uh, I love this song. This is a pretty cool song. It's a good track to open up the second part of the album.
2: Yeah. dude, Pretty fast and hard-hitting, much like uh, Evil, the opener.
1: Yeah, yeah, very true. On
2: uh side A. And um I'm curious, Satan's pretty prominent in the lyrics, so it uh it definitely gets <laughs> Merciful Fate's mission statement out there in a very direct metal way. Yes, I think so. So uh easily I would think one of their most memorable riffs right up there with Curse of the Pharaohs.
1: Oh sure. Yeah, we yeah, to look up the lyrics here and um uh, just wanna check the the lyrics out, uh it starts with, uh, bring the. I, I never re- really read these lyrics, so this is like kind of the first. I, I always try to guess it on my own, and half the time it's wrong.
2: <laughs> this was one of the few where I was able to figure them out. Yeah.
1: But, uh, it opens with, uh, bring the black box to the altar. Now raise your hands and do the sing. It's sign. supposed to be do the sign, but it says sing on here. Somebody misspelled that. Oh, hail Satan. Yes, hail Satan. Lay down your swords, the evil star. Yeah. It's, it's also supposed brown. to be
2: All Hail Satan, not Oh Hail Satan. Oh, really? Yeah. They really messed this up. But uh... No, he, he does say Oh Hail Satan when he says it the second time Mm-mm. when he repeats it towards the end of the song, but the first part is all I'm pretty oh. sure. mm
1: Yeah, actually, uh, not very many uh, lyrics on this this song either. It's it's a Black Funeral chorus, Uh, she was a victim of my coven. Then in the second verse, open the black box to the altar, her blood is still hot, so let it out. And then, uh, all hail Satan, yes hail Satan, now drink it, drink, don't forget that whore. It's a Black Funeral.
2: No, it's supposed to be, now drink it, now drink, drink. Forget that whore, not don't forget that whore. You're supposed to be Did forgetting I say don't? her. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: that was my mistake. Sorry, I don't know where I came Oh, I thought it actually said it in the lyrics. No, that was my dyslexia kicking in. Sorry. <laughs> that's, hey, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. But uh, yeah. Yeah, very. Uh, not many lyrics that's long, but I, I think that, I think those lyrics get right to the point. I mean, you know what that's about already on that Yeah,
2: that's what I mean about it. it's like uh, it's, it's, it's 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 very direct. It's almost punk in nature. Yeah, not in, not in sound, but with uh, its attack.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's aggressive. That's what oh, I wanted to exactly. say. Exactly. What the hell's that noise? Must be a fucking demon in my house here. I heard that. To who? You did right. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. Um, all right, song number six, Satan. your favorite song. Oh, yes, yes.
2: probably my favorite Marshall fate song ever. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, what did Michael say? There's 16 different riffs in this song. Yeah,
1: something like that. It's real crazy. Yeah. You'll hear that on the end of this interview uh, review, actually. Um, but yeah, I remember remember when I finally did get this album, and I'm listening to this on the bus. <laughs> on the way to school or the way home or whatever I probably listened to it on the way to school and on the way back home but uh, when he kicks in with those screams those ah, like in the beginning there that was terrible impersonation but uh, I just couldn't believe like how high he was he was doing that and then um, it scared the shit out of me did it? a little bit yeah it really it, it really made me think you know I'm just gonna get possessed by the devil or something you know
2: the only time I ever had one of those moments was with the oak.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, forget that. We'll, yeah. yeah, When we get to but, that. Uh,
2: we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah. This uh, this this one um, never bothered me in like a sense of being scared by it, but uh,
1: no, the, the just that part, like where he's screaming. I mean, that, that's like a yeah. blood curdling scream, and then it's oh, like yeah. kinda, it's like out of nowhere. Like why would no, you... Put yeah. that
2: there, but it works. The, yeah, it, it it fits great, and uh, it's, it's such a good opening part of it. But uh, the the first time I listened to this, I did jump, because I wasn't expecting that, because I was wearing headphones, too. Right,
1: right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that part just, like, kind of, like, you know, gives you a little jolt there, and it's like, uh, what the fuck, why is he screaming?
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> I love, like, the main... Uh galloping beat to this it's uh
1: oh actually he says he says words in that part where he screams. i didn't know that did you know that
2: no not until According... i just read it but now that i'm thinking about it yeah i i can hear it i have yeah. to listen to it again but yeah but, yeah, that scream is actually, they're walking by the night.
1: No, it's frozen blue. No. No. <laughs> no. No, the part where he go, he screams, it, it it says, home, come home, evil messengers with blood stained wings. I knew that part. But I didn't know that scream. He says, home, come home.
2: Oh, that part, yeah. Yeah. That's huh. weird. It doesn't yeah. sound like that. No, it doesn't. It just kind of sounds huh. like he's screaming. Yeah,
1: like, wow, wow, wow. I like, kind of like that, and it's like, now that I, I see the lyrics here, unless these are wrong again, or it could be my dyslexia, and I'm just making this up. No, <laughs> I, really I see don't have it here, dyslexia too. Like.
2: I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'll have to listen to it again. I mean, I, yeah, and really listen for that, but... Um, no, I never noticed he said home, come home there before. Yeah. Even when I've seen them do it live, I just, I thought he was just screaming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess he, apparently there's, there's words there. Huh, but, all right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Another cool lyric, I mean, it's mm. it's uh, uh, kind of creepy, uh, bring me the blood of a newborn child. That's Got a... to succeed if not it's Satan's fault, Damn it. Some really cool lyrics on here. I mean, this is yeah. uh, probably as, as, as satanic as you can get. Maybe. I mean, you can obviously get more satanic, but. Uh, yeah, this is pretty close, though. This is, pre- this is pretty. Uh, <laughs> this is there. This is like, you know, you're sitting in the same room with Satan, probably having dinner with him or something. You know, this is he probably helped him write this. this these lyrics. <laughs> it's a possibility. I can see that. <laughs> I got a song for you. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be your biggest hit.
2: This happened back in, I believe it was July.
1: <laughs> Are you ready? I heard my mother just calling me to come home. She said, come home, home, come home, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, this, like you said before, there, there's so many parts in this song. It just goes all over the place. This is probably the most progressive song they had up until, I guess they did that song dead again, which it it reminds me of satan's fall a little bit but just not as good but obviously we'll get to that way down the line um still awesome song i mean this is a creepy song it, it, just every part in the song is awesome everything belongs in the song even though it's so twisted and, and and just like kind of a little bit disjointed it all works it's not like the other song where sound of the demon bell where it's kind of really bad but uh yeah
2: together. no this this song is just perfectly crafted i mean the, like with the 16 different riffs and just all the different parts everything sounds great together each part even though it's different sometimes completely different it's more exciting it's just as heavy right.
1: i yeah, mean you, you, you want to see what comes next on this song like where where do they go from what they just did kind of thing you know
2: exactly
1: yeah yeah, because it's like they they already went here, and they went there. Where are they going to go next? And then they just keep going.
2: And this is another one of my favorite solos he's ever done. These guys have ever done too is on this song here. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah it's just an awesome song. It's uh, eleven minutes and twenty three seconds, so it's not the longest song ever, but it's 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 fairly long, and it actually goes by pretty quickly too because it's just it's one of those songs. No matter how long this one would be, it's it's that exciting where it doesn't feel like eleven minute long. No, not
2: at all. It doesn't drag it one no. bit.
1: All right, and now we get to the last song on the album. Song number seven, the title track of the album, Melissa. Melissa. She was a witch. She was a witch. Now remember, um, back when we were doing like the demos and stuff, and I forget what song it was, but uh, at the beginning of one of them, King was talking about a girl named Melissa that he ended up killing. Remember that? Yeah, I, I am god i wish i could remember what song it was now but mm-hmm. yeah
2: that was a uh, that's a pretty cool moment there yeah though, to, to first hear that it was like oh wow he's had that in his head for a while
1: yeah and i wonder why he chose the name melissa i guess that i don't know if that had, had any meaning or anything to him because it's funny to have it that long ago and then bring it back up again and name an album after it and a, a real song after it and uh have a whole idea and actually he changed the idea because I don't think she was a witch when he did the other song it was just like his girlfriend or something right yeah I believe so oh actually no he did say she was a witch but yeah. I wouldn't mean he meant bitch you know as being like a witch but now in this song she's actually a witch because at the end of the song um he talks about her being left at the stake and uh they were taking her away so you know they yep. lap, you know you know burned her or whatever so,
2: well, uh, and and you know, the the whole song, even from the beginning, when he's mentioning her, it's she's entered another life. Right. Anytime he references her, it's in the past tense, so yeah,
1: right. yeah, yeah. yeah is this, this, um, this is kind of like a ballad, I guess, in a way. No, it is a ballad, yeah.
2: see. I mean, I, I just always kind of thought of about, ball- and I, I really do think they are just slower, more introspective songs about a single person or an idea or something like that. Uh, you know, Glam just kind of took the power ballad, lovey-dovey crap, and ran with it, and it exploded, right. and... Right. That's why I hate I think calling it ballad sometimes. Yeah,
1: it's tainted the term ballad ever since. Right. exactly. That's why I try to be careful with that word. <laughs> yeah. Especially with something like this, because with Marshall Fate, I don't consider, even the slowest stuff, I don't consider ballads. I mean, they don't really have any ballads. It's, I don't consider this a ballad, but what other way could you describe it as? Well, it's a ballad, but it's not a love ballad. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I suppose, in a way, it is. But... Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah it's, it starts off slow but then it, it picks up towards the end and everything and um, a lot of really cool solos in this song um of course you know the lyrics are cool it talks about him even in the beginning of the song where he talks about uh kneeling in front of the altar and uh, satan's crosses upon the wall that was that kind of creeped me out again too i wasn't into this whole satan thing when i was younger i was very not scared about it but i wasn't sure you know nowadays i don't give two shits I heard Slayer first, and
2: that was pretty shocking initially, but, you know, after I listened to the album and nothing happened, I was like, yeah, "Yeah, so it is just music. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So by the time I got to uh, at least this album, because I heard this first, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, I don't uh, necessarily... The only thing was, you know, at first, um, I used to get a little irritated. And w- with Christian bands, too, you know, it's like, okay, enough about the devil or enough right. about Jesus. Just sing about something else for one song. But, right, yeah. Um, King has such a charisma and the band is so good, though, it uh, really rises above that. I mean, unless you're really a religious sensitive... Mm-hmm. I don't really think uh, there's too much about this that would be offensive enough to make you not listen to the record. Nah. Because yeah. it's just so good.
1: Yeah. But... Well, that's, that was my problem at the time. My mother my my mother was friends with somebody who was very religious, and actually my aunt's very religious as well. And, you know, them seeing that I was listening to this stuff was like giving me these ideas in my head that I shouldn't be listening to it. I'm, and after a while, I find out that it doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's it's no different than a movie, you know? It's... Yeah, everybody just—it's just funny how people take things a different way. But um I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a, back to the song. It's it's an awesome song. I mean, it's a good ending for the album. I
2: um, some of my favorite like harmony vocals he does are in this too. Like when he's doing the oh, yeah. she was with dude. I. Oh he yeah, that, that whole ending of that song where, where the, and the guitar goes as the away, guitar fades fades going out. along with his voice as he's doing that and okay. then yeah, at the end when it fades out it's just executed perfectly
1: <laughs> Definitely when when the guitar fades out and then it comes back into that down 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 at the end of the song, there yeah, just just awesome, awesome ending. Um, yeah, great ending to an album and great album too. I mean, oh, and also with that record that I showed too, and I actually mentioned it in the uh, Martin Popoff interview. That's the Megaforce release, and and it has that weird um, yep. spot where they cut out the uh, the vocal line or something in the song. I can't remember. Right? It's like one of the they uh one of the overdubs, I guess they they cut out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's at the... They shortened it, it, it or
2: something. I think, it's, I think they cut off the part where he whispers,
0: I think Melissa's still with us.
1: No, that's still in there. It's it's like right before that they, they shortened like one of the background vocals they did or something. It was something weird. If you listen to okay. the Megaforce, if you yeah. go on YouTube look up Megaforce version, listen to that one, and listen to like the Roadrunner or Road Racer version or whatever, you'll you'll definitely hear a difference. It's just, you know, a weird thing in there. Uh, most people probably already know about that.
2: I didn't know about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think most people do. Yeah, just... um, I knew about it because I used to have the Mega Mega Death version. Yeah, Mega Force version on vinyl. Um, but uh, since I sold that and rebought it, I have the European Roadrunner one now. So, yeah, I kind of forgot about it until we started doing this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool little, uh, cool little tidbit there. But uh, yeah, that's all, I, all we got on this album. And um, how about we go to Michael Denner? Yes, let's yeah, let, let's do Michael Dinner, and then we'll see what uh, what other things he had to tell about this album. And we will go to him right now. See you next right. time. Um, all right. So uh, the Melissa album. Hmm. Um. You kind you've changed up the album cover on this one. It's not as controversial on this one what 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 well, is that actually is are those um i remember reading something about the bones on an album cover being like actual bones that king found somewhere is that what the, those are On the album cover yeah
0: oh, you mean on the on the uh,
1: melissa now yeah.
0: the, the front cover of melissa yeah. actually that was uh, an artwork uh, we found about coincidence okay it was uh, there was this guy called thomas holmes who was a painter from uh, sweden Mm-hmm. And he um, he had some DS of, of his uh, paints, paintings,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, we what, uh, what, uh, wanted us to check it out and see if, if we could uh, use anything for for album covers. And we, when we saw the, uh, the motif, the, which became the Melissa album, we just picked it out uh, in in a, in a DS, uh, you know, like a DS show. So we uh, it was this, just for pure luck we got that mm-hmm. uh, cover uh, done. But the second mm-hmm. one, uh, "Don't Break the Oath," was. Um, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if it happened the same way. It could have been, uh, you know, um, uh, ordered mm-hmm. uh, a, 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 an album cover in our, with, with a, inspired by our music. But yeah. uh, I'm not sure. But I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm absolutely sure that the Melissa cover was pure luck. You know, we, we oh, found okay. it uh, among a, a, a lot of uh, paintings. You know. Mm.
1: Now, was it named yeah. Melissa before the album cover, or was it after the album cover?
0: Uh, I think Melissa was named before because we had the song Melissa. Okay. And it was uh, yeah, it was King King's idea with this witch called Melissa, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it, it it was a cool title, you know, because it was one of the songs f- we we decided to do for for that album, you know. So we say, well, "What's going to be the name of the album?" And I say, "Oh, that's a cool name, you know, because yeah. the song Melissa, you know." So we we decided to to uh, to use that uh, that that name for for the album title yeah, yeah.
1: now you, you guys had a lot of uh i'm, I'm a drummer and uh oh. I, and when you guys first started you guys had a lot of problems with drummers oh yeah and, uh, yeah um what was the what was the problem was it the, mostly the, the drummers
0: the <laughs> i mean uh, the, the problem was uh, the music was very complex. Mm. And uh, and uh, and uh, to to be to be able to drum on these uh, tracks, uh, you, you needed to have a very good uh, g- condition, mm. and you were able. To, uh, and you ha- you need to be able to hit hard. Yeah. And uh, uh, up until uh, Kim Ross, um, we had some great drummers, but but uh, I mean the the condition was wasn't they were able they weren't able to to uh, yeah to have the, the the strength to to play uh, to play the songs. Yeah. Or they, uh, it was too complex. Mm. Right. Um, so when we uh, we finally found uh, uh, Kim Ross and he faded perfectly. Yeah. The thing with Kim Ross is um, uh, he was quite different compared to the rest of us mm-hmm. because we were four guys who who like to go out for for beer, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. have a good time watching soccer, fo- football, uh, European football. But okay. but Kim had he had uh, a very different interests, you know. So he was he was by himself, you know, a lot of times, you know, and. Uh, uh, a bit different compared to the rest of the guys.
2: Is that why he uh, became a postman? Uh,
0: he uh, <laughs> actually he works with um, <laughs> he worked uh, in, a, in the in uh, the social welfare system, helping people getting jobs and uh, and so on. Oh, okay.
2: oh, wow.
0: So the postman is uh, that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's yeah that's that's not the <laughs> that, yeah exactly that's not what happened. You know he uh, he he, he, worked, he had a high position in in, in the town where he lives as uh working uh, helping people getting jobs and and stuff oh, so okay. uh, so he he's living a good uh, quiet life but he don't play anymore yeah he yeah he got a knee injury some uh, many years ago now and he's not able to, uh, his physique is uh, he's not able to do to play which is a uh, big shame because shame. in my book he's a, he was a great great drummer you know yeah very powerful uh, drummer you know and uh, yeah. his ideas were uh, i mean it was uh, out of the book, it was not, uh, I mean, he, he played out of the box, as you <laughs> can right, call yeah, it, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah. He,
1: he played with you guys, but then he added his own thing to it and made oh, it Oh,
0: very much so. Sometimes he could, he he play a tango, uh, you know, tango drums <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and, yeah. and all
0: kinds of shit, you know, and, and, I mean, it It was weird, but it fitted perfect. I mean, yeah, yeah. he he has a very big part in, 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 in uh, these records, uh, the success of these records, you know. Yeah, yeah. He has a very big part, in my, in my opinion, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, is there a favorite song of yours on the Melissa album?
0: I mean, uh, the obvious choice is Hayden's Fall. Okay. But uh, uh, on the live side, I, I love to play Black Funeral, even though it's okay. one of the most simple songs it gives me uh, a lot of uh, happiness and pleasure in my heart when I play that song, you
1: know, oh, cool.
0: so, so but uh, Saint's Fall must be my, my choice, it, yeah. I mean, there's it, so much there's so much in it, you know, and I also have, um, personally, I have uh, some nice pieces in it as a, as a lead guitarist, so it's always yes. a pleasure to play a song where, where you stand, stand on stage and know in two minutes. <laughs> Two minutes counting. I will have one of my, you know, my signature uh, uh, solos. You know, so also for that reason, <laughs> I love that song. Oh, that's awesome!
1: Nice. Now, did you um, have any issues playing with Hank? Because I, I know there was like a lot of, uh, well, from interviews that I read and stuff with uh, Hank. You know, wearing like these weird shirts uh, that didn't fit with the band and stuff like that. So what... I never, I never had that.
0: Me and Hank were very close friends also then, went on vacation together in Spain and and so on, you know, I never, I mean, Hank is at that point, Hank was a more quiet guy, you know, compared to me, he, he, uh, I mean, he he spoke, uh, he spoke with his music. Yeah, and uh, and all the power he 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 brought in was uh, through the guitar, you know, with his music. He was a, he was not a, a, he didn't speak that much. I, I was a more open uh, type of person, than that was different. The difference between us. But yeah. besides of that, we were very close. And I mean, we've been we've been in hundred uh, projects and bands and, and and so on together for, for well over forty years now. Yeah. And uh, I talk to him every every second day, you know. We, I mean. He's one of my best friends, like a brother for me <laughs> so of course i haven't I' never had an issue with with this with the close i mean of course it it was a bit odd you know because of um, the the big difference between the let's say king and him uh, on stage and so on, but I know he was fed up you know he he was tired of wearing the leather jacket and, and, and look heavy it, it, it was more his style at that point you know and and and, and what happened after merciful Fade, he uh, he made this band fade and played mm-hmm. the radio and it more like uh, you know the total bon joey definitely type of right. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. that that showed why he, he changed his uh, his clothing style and, and so because i believe he was fed up with the mm. w- with the metal scene at that point you
1: know yeah yeah because when, when you sense. two were, when you two were together i mean it just uh there was no really other guitar duo like you guys you know, even no. there's you know KK uh, Downing mm. and uh, Clint Tipton. Mm. You know they have their sound, but it's just not what Merciful Fate you know did when uh, you and uh, Hank were together. No, it
0: was different. I mean, in my book the closest you could get to to two two type of guitarists was the guys um, Iron Maiden uh, yeah. from the Killer album and forward. You know, uh, Killers. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, uh, Adrian Smith and Dave. I mean, they also had this. Uh, two lead guitarists uh with a different different style you know and uh yeah. so but it, but um maybe not that that different compared to me and hank you know uh,
1: some similarities yeah
0: yeah yeah uh but be, because before that there was of course bands like finn lissy you know and yeah they like they're, they're, they're wishbone ash if you remember them you know mm-hmm. they are twin guitar oh. but I, I believe the first um Hang and I was in my in my as I see it, we were the first twin flying V guitarists. Really?
1: <laughs> I, think wow, I, was, I always we were there in, in the brass,
0: we you can see on the brass cover, nineteen eighty. I yeah. believe we were the first two who play flying V, double flying V. You know, uh, as elite guitarists oh.
1: mm-hmm. I, always, yeah. I always, I always heard Thin Lizzy was, but I don't know, I'm going to, have to look that up now.
0: No, I mean, on, on Flying V? I, I don't think so. Oh, on Flying V? I, I never v. saw a oh, thing okay. Flying V.
1: <laughs> flying V, okay, I'll let you have it.
0: Okay, okay. That's yours. <laughs> mm, cool, cool, thanks. One point. <laughs>